It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today for another wonderful show. We've got a great guest on the phone today who I think you will enjoy um, with a topic I haven't covered for actually quite a while here on the show. So uh, I think we're going to have some fun today. All right. So first, Our quotes from the day, of course, from the universe and from Abraham to kick us off. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. I consider every single day to be the most, to be the single most important day in the history of forever. So far. You too? The universe. Ah. The universe reminding us that. The most important day in our lives is not in our past and not in our future. It's where we are right here, right now. And that the present moment is, of course, always, always our most important time uh, because everything is in the present moment. Everything we create is in the present moment. Everything we experience is in the present moment. It's all about being here now. Every day that we wake up, we have an opportunity to create something new, something different. We do not have to live into our stories of yesterday um, or our stories of tomorrow because tomorrow hasn't happened yet. And so we are eternally living in this present moment, though mentally sometimes we're living in the past. We're living into the stories that we have about where we came from and who our families are and our friends and what happened when we were five years old. And that was when we were five years old and it was not today and it does not matter anymore. Yes, it is not always easy to undo the patterns that we've had in our lives throughout our lifetimes. Yes, it takes work to come to the point where we can actually say to ourselves and and actually embody and live the fact that today is a new day. And I'm not saying we get it all done in an instant and it doesn't happen overnight. But it's where we are shooting for. It's the direction in which to lean, to be more and more and more present to this day happening right here right now. Just take a moment and be a little more present. What can you notice right here, right now, by just being a little more present that you didn't notice a moment ago? 
before I drew your attention to it. It's all about this. Life is lived in the dash. Life is lived in the present moment right here, right now. Awesome. All right. A great quote from Mike Dooley in the universe. We love it. Nice short one. Ooh, and we got some people on our Facebook Live. Tom, Evelyn, and Yuns. Oh, welcome. Welcome. A new listener. All right. I'm sure many others will tune in on the Facebook Live shortly. Okay. Let's see what Abraham has in store for us today. You are liquid love in physical bodies, wanting more than life itself because it is life itself, to adore the vessel that's you through which this source energy flows. You are God. You are source. You are creator. Abraham. Mm. Another good quote from Abraham to remind us that, you know, we're here in these physical bodies But as a lot of people like to say, we're spiritual beings having a physical experience. And for those of you who are like, Sam, you're getting a little too woo-woo on us now, let me tell you my perspective on it and how I see things. You see, when we look at what is really the fundamental nature of the universe, is the universe essentially solid Or is it essentially energetic? Right? When when Newton came up with this idea of the atom and discrete particles, and we discovered protons and electrons and neutrons, the world looked very mechanistic. It looked very physical, these little balls of matter flying around. But the truth is, as our technology has developed and as we can look deeper and deeper and deeper into what actually makes up the cells in our bodies, the the, the table, our computers, everything. What makes them up? Those particles are made up of smaller particles, which are made up of who knows. Right now, one of the latest theories is super strings, that these little strings that are vibrating, even that now, they're, they're, they're coming up with new... Uh, uh, theories about what really is the most fundamental aspect of the universe. But the one thing that is for sure, and if you talk to any quantum physicist, if you talk to anybody who really studies about the very minute nature of reality, it's not hard, discrete particles. It's waves, it's energy, it's patterns. So if the most fundamental nature of physical reality of the universe is energetic in nature, not physical, then why should our innate nature not be energetic instead of physical? This means that before we had a physical body, we were source energy, as Abraham says. We were spirit. We were, we were non-physical in nature. And this non-physicalness of us actually brought into reality through all kinds of crazy things a physical body for us to manifest in. And because we are spirits inside physical bodies, then 
we are here to remind ourselves that we are spirits in physical bodies and that we are here to to reawaken this universe into seeing itself into seeing our true nature as creators as not something not separate from god you know one of my difficulties in dealing with most religious dogma is this notion that creator and created are separate that they're distinct that they're that they're not the same thing but really at least what rings true to me in my own heart is that we are all parts of the whole just like we have trillions and trillions of cells in our body and each cell is part of us we are all trillions and billions of of beings in this planet and this universe we are all part of the whole we are all part of god there is no distinction between us and god god is not some old man with a long white beard sitting up on his high th- golden throne somewhere separate from us we are god we are the universe we are spirit at our essence at our core may not always feel like it may not always seem like it and especially when we see what other aspects of this universe are doing we may think this universe is crazy how could that happen but we do not have the perspective we do not have the 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 long-term billion-year perspective to really see how this all fits together and really see you know what is truly the consequences of all these actions that are happening today so we are liquid love in physical bodies or liquid light or whatever kind of descriptive adjectives you want to use. The key thing is to remember is that we're not just here today, gone tomorrow, and we turn to dust. You know, if you've been listening to my show for a while, you know I've had many people on my show who have had near-death experiences, who've had spiritual experiences, who've had the personal experience of what it is like to be a spirit in a physical body. Many of us don't have those experiences and we have to take it on faith. But for me personally, after nine years of doing this show and having all kinds of uh, uh, people tell their stories, to me the evidence is overwhelming. We are God incarnate. We are spirit incarnate. We are here and we are so much greater and so much bigger and so much more than we ever give ourselves credit for. So, two wonderful, amazing quotes from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham and rather apropos quotes for our guest today. And it is my pleasure to introduce to you Piper Willoughby, who is an ordinary human being whose journey of self-discovery has led her through a great transformation, allowing her to connect with the very essence of who she is and letting her light shine brightly in the universe. As an in- 
intensely private person. She's adopted a pen name, Piper Willoughby, uh, which lends to her an elemental fluidity within the twin flame community. Yes, we're going to be talking about twin flames. And in her luminous account uh, of the depth of one woman's contemplation, uh, in this book, Musings on Weirdness and Love and Meditation, uh, is a guide through the universe's chaotic diversions and the internal conflicts that arise when one is faced with potentially life-changing decisions. So, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Piper. Thank you for calling in today. Thank you, Sam. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure yeah. to have you. Nice opening, uh, Liquid Love. I love the, the, yeah. that, those <laughs> two words together. Um, that's kind of how I'm feeling today. Wonderful, wonderful. In the in the present moment, yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's amazing how apropos these quotes always are. You know, I just grab them from from my inbox every morning that I do the show, and they're always so apropos for for the guest that's coming on. So I I know Piper's not your real name. I'm just curious, what state do you hail from? Are you on the West Coast, East Coast, somewhere in the middle? I do move around a lot. Um, <laughs> I. I'm now on the East Coast after about 25 years on the West Coast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine has a theory. And a friend of mine has a theory that, that in the, underneath the United States is this big ball in the very center of the country, and it just keeps tilting back from the left coast to the right coast, from the east <laughs> to the west, and so people end up on one side or the other eventually. They do. That's so true. It's funny. Yes. Um, yeah, I did use a pen name to write the book, um, really to protect the innocence. You know, I have mm. a family, and right. um, some of the issues in the book may provoke um, unease in people, and it really is just a story, but um, some of the story, uh, you know, is factual. Some of it is. Ah, and, um, okay. And I really, you know, there's, I don't want to cause pain to other people because right. there's, there's already enough pain in this world. Right. And um, so I chose to, to use a pen name. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. So so we're going to go to break. So, so just to, to be clear then, so the story in this book, this is based on a true story that's, that's fictionalized somewhat or, or is this fairly true to what happened? It's fictional. It's fictional. Okay. All right. Great. All right. But an important story nonetheless. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll kind of get into uh, what the story is all about and why it's an important discussion today. Oh, and before we go, some more more people on the Facebook Live. Sanaya, Pat from across the pond. Welcome, Pat. Kevin, great to see you. Marina, wonderful. Thank you for joining us. And uh, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, we do this live every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m., and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, 
I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I'm very glad to have with me today on our show, Piper Willoughby, author of the book, Musings on Weirdness in Love and Meditation. Um, so Piper, I'm just curious, um, you know, uh, what got you to decide to, to write about this whole idea and concept of twin flames? Um, well, I... I I'm a twin flame, and um, I know uh, quite a few of them. I've been pretty active for many years on, in sort of the twin flame community, and okay. so many people. Uh, you know, it's it's the twin flame is an awakening path that happens to strongly involve another person, and that's not always the case on the on this awakening journey. So, right. um, it it brings up a lot of your own. It, Everything inside of you, all your whole your shadow side is going to be brought up, and, and it's it's challenging, and, and a lot of people seem to give up, or they don't understand the process, or they don't they don't really know what it takes to get to the core of the essence of who you are, which is essentially what the journey is. Right. So, I just I, I wanted to write a book that I thought would be enjoyable to read, but would also help. Wonderful. So, so just uh, uh, so our, we're clear about our terms and stuff, let's let's just define it. What is a twin flame? So, a twin flame. Um, well, I, I suppose a romantic definition of it is it's the other half of your soul, mm-hmm. and we use it for soulmate too. Um, it's um, you know the the theory was well theory it's, it's all it's the belief was that you know right. a, one soul incarnated down here in this lifetime and decided to split its soul that soul into two people and then it's the and then that would be your twin flame mm-hmm. um, and I think that years ago that was the belief system right. um, that was propagated, you know, right. sort of in the Twin Flame community. I, I think it's a soul whose resonance, vibrational resonance, is very closely aligned with your own. It's dynamic um, energy between you that is so incredibly intense and powerful, and it's just like 
you're magnetized to each other and you so that's kind of like what happens when you meet you your socks are blown off like you have not felt the intensity of a connection like that right. most likely before right. in your life um and, it doesn't go ahead and in your view of things is there a difference between twin flame and soulmate i think um Yes, I do think there's a difference in the intensity and maybe even um, the in, the harmony of the relationship. I think that we can have really comfortable, wonderful, beautiful lives with soulmates that are sort of easeful, but they don't really push us right. um, to to look at ourselves. Right. Um, whereas with your twin flame, they're always always mirroring to you what your issues are mm. and you got to face those issues so i think that you know for most of the period of time and then the shadow issues come up and depending on the amount of spiritual growth that you know that both of them have undergone to a lesser or greater extent um then the issues are going to surface and um right and that's, huh, that's uh, how the journey works uh, are you familiar with the teacher mac Khan? yes all right. Did you see his video on uh, twin flames and soulmates? I did, in fact. Could, but I had—that was a few years ago. He really yeah. riled up the community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I watched it again recently, and uh -huh. I concur with what he says. Yeah. So you know, it is a journey. It's definitely a learning process. And the thing—I yeah, always get the question: Does everyone have a twin flame? And I, my answer to that is that um, everyone can and most likely will have a twin flame like experience because mm. I don't really know what a twin flame per se is. And right. it was also my belief because of the community that you could only and ever have one. And um, it's been my experience and many, many others of us too now that, you know, we, we are finding these sorts of connections with other people now in our life. Right. So, right. um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it's I've, pretty cool. I've heard some spiritual teachers say that we have up to 143 potential uh, uh, connections like that, um, uh, going from the, the concept of a monad uh, from Joshua David Stone's, uh, Dr. Joshua David Stone's uh, material, that there's one monad that has 12 oversouls, and each oversoul has 12 souls. So... Um, in one monadic family, there are 144 closely related souls. Um, and so I, I learned that relatively early on in my spiritual path. So whenever I used to hear people talk about their twin flame and their soulmate and like this one person is it for their life and everything, I always felt <laughs> like, well, couldn't there be a few more? <laughs> right, right. Well, the thing is that one person definitely probably transforms your life more than anybody right. else you're going to encounter. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's the 144. That makes complete sense to me. Um, and and that twin each flame. of those soul aspects of you. Right. But I don't know that each of those aspects is as turbulent of a relationship. Nah. It seems to be. Because. Nah. Um, yeah. Um, and. Is a twin flame relationship, uh, in your experience, is it always like a man and a woman or two partners? Because I've heard of it being other types of relationships. Yes, I think 
uh, I have heard of that too. I I know one woman who really truly believes that her son is her. Uh, they have that sort of connection, that energetic connection, right. and uh, that he's her twin flame. And I, no, it definitely doesn't matter what sex you are at all. Um, it can be two guys, two girls, whatever you know, mm. uh, whatever your gender is. I, I don't think gender is, plays a factor in this universal divine thing that's being created. And you know, we, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that above the level of this 3D reality on here that, you know, that ge- your gender matters, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's not going to matter. Yeah, I've heard people yeah. say, like, yeah, it can be a parent to a child, a brother, sister, cousins, all kinds of things. Um, uh, some people have even theorized that uh, uh, Mother Mary and Jesus were twin flames. Mother Mary, well, I know Mary Magdalene and Jesus. We're twin flames. Ah. Uh, well, that's that's. I don't know that fact. <laughs> that's what they say. So, so, so uh, but but in your view, I mean, this whole concept of twin flames—it's really not so much about finding your one true love in your life, but it's really about a a path of awakening where you know your your essence is being reflected back to you in such a strong manner that you can't help but look at yourself and look at maybe some things about ourselves that we don't like to look at all the time. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. That's right. And, um, you know, well, as you awaken, you come to understand that this journey to love, which we, we, you say the word love, it means romance right. in our society, right. but it's the journey to love. It's not about finding the one, right. it's about finding yourself. Right. And um, I think that love, romantically speaking, I suppose, like that feeling that you, that essence of love that we've all experienced in romantic relationships is very intense with this other person. Right. Okay. Right. And as soon as you try and turn it romantic, and what does romance mean? And really, dysfunctionally, it means attachment. Right. Then that's where the it starts falling apart. Like you know, the love has to mean that you are completely willing and able and okay with every aspect of your being for them to live their life exactly the way they choose. Mm. Right. That doesn't sound and like an easy place to get to. It's difficult. It's very difficult. And meanwhile, the whole time you're letting go of these things that you think you you know that you don't even realize you you want to control or you're trying to manipulate. You don't even realize you're doing this because we do this sort of thing with people until you become conscious of it, and then you have to look again inside and, and figure that out, you know, and the biggest uh, issues I think that you face in this relationship, your core wounds of abandonment and rejection and unworthiness, <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch more, and I know that those core wounds come up in other s. Right, in other ways. I think that yeah. this is where they're very, very pronounced and where most people get and uh, I would like to say also that um, I've, you know, I've spent many years on my core wounds, and I get to, it's like, 
well, it's like my journey. It's, it's like climbing a mountain and you get to a plateau and you kind of stay there and you feel great because you've done all this purging and you've, you've allowed all this like more energetic light of a higher vibration to come into your being. And you notice that your, you know, your life is changing and you're, you're creating and you're, you're manifesting and you're living in your own, your abundance and you're, you're in gratitude and then you get triggered again. <laughs> and you think, wait a minute, yeah. I know I cleared this. I know I cleared this. But then it comes up again. Right. And that's just the process. Um, and I think that, you know, that relationship mirrors you all your stuff. Whereas other relationships can be not so difficult and challenging. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and it's one of the things that it's so interesting you bring that up because it's one of the things that I've found in the shamanic work that I do, that so often, especially when I'm doing my own work, like in the middle of a ceremony, certain things will come up and, and, you, and I just think to myself, my God, I thought I processed this. I did this. I, you know, I worked on this like so much and it's coming up again. But oftentimes it means that we're still holding on to the energy in some way. And yeah, maybe we processed it, but now we see things from a slightly different angle or there's something, there's a little bit more depth to it than we realized before. Um, I, I would, I'd like to sort of interject my own story here was sure. of a recent occurrence with me and my process. Um, and uh, I think most of us on this first probably every single one of us over the last month has challenges and um and i think that we're you know we're now coming out of the energy which uh with the lion's gate which is today um, yes. eight eight energy mm -hmm. coming in to help us um you know it's, it's an accelerated time of transformation and, and we're releasing the last vestiges and so what 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 happened was um uh my twin and I had a miscommunication about two months ago, which mm -hmm. just just put me into this tailspin of an existential crisis of identity, and I Ooh. could not understand what was happening to me. Uh -huh. And even though I wanted to communicate with him, spirit was uh, some unseen force was not allowing this to happen. <laughs> no matter how much either of us tried to, because we were both traveling in uh. separately in different you know parts of the world, so it was challenging and. Um, but that's exactly what I needed. And I ended up going so deep into this, the wounds um, that I really thought were, I, had, I was good, I was solid. But I, re I realize now that I couldn't have faced the trauma that I really did undergo from, you know, years ago mm -hmm. uh, until I was ready. And I was right. ready. And I, uh. and I, and, and so that's kind of how it comes up in smaller increments, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you have to, and I, I, I really think that a lot of people, it's kind of where they get stuck. Right. Like, um, okay. yeah, well, I know that this happened. I've forgiven them. I can <laughs> go on, but you know, then you have to say, okay, so this feeling comes up then you have to ask that feeling. Well, uh, don't fight it, but allow it in right. and it hurts, you know, but I found that I asked the feeling, when was the first time I felt this? Right, and uh, so it's all this inner child healing, yeah, really. Absolutely. And um, Piper, you can know. you can you hold it there because we need to take a break, and we have a question from one of our audience. 
uh, on the Facebook Live, and I want to get to that question. So I want you to hold it there. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get to that question and more all about our spiritual path and our awakening. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc and on Facebook Live. And today we're talking to Piper Willoughby, author of the book, Musings on Weirdness and Love and Meditation. Um, and Piper, the book's available like on Amazon and all the regular bookstores and stuff? Yes, Amazon and uh, Bilbo Press, uh, their website. All right, wonderful. So we have a uh, question from Pat uh, dear friend of mine across the pond, uh, who says, interesting discussion. Do you think we try too hard to impose our earthly way of thinking on spiritual matters which are not bound by the same rules? Hmm. What do you think, Piper? Can you repeat that question? I do agree, but I just need to hear it again. Do you think we try way too hard to impose our earthly way of thinking on spiritual matters which are not bound by the same rules. I don't think we have a choice in that because we are in this human experience using our societal constructs and belief systems. Hmm. So we have really no choice, but and words, we have to use words, um, which every word defines, you know, has a definition. So. Right, so it's know. kind of like we, we can't take things completely out of context, um, but maybe we can try to be a little less attached to the answers. Well, I think that, yeah, that's a great uh, suggestion, and also questioning the answer or the belief, or if it even, if, you know, the belief, questioning it. Right. So th- this whole you know, uh, inquiry into twin flames and stuff. Th- was this something that you were drawn to 
even before you met your twin or was this something that like once you met your twin you had like what is this and you had to go discover what it was um i think a little bit of both i remember uh. this really strange thing you know being a kid and we had um in our in our school these kids came from in, in the penthouse in the high rise downtown and uh, they were twins and they were boy and a girl I was fascinated with them because they were boy and a girl and uh. they were just you know those kind of little little things um, I never really understood uh, relationships love because there always seemed to be so much non-love and attached to those relationships and right. expectations in them you know just daily life but I don't know that I, I didn't even know this word twin flame. I mean, my twin and I uh, met 30 years ago. Now we were together. Uh-huh. So um, when we reconnected, and um, I had a spiritual awakening you know, as a result of it, and yeah, I kind of I was like, "What is happening to me?" You know, <laughs> uh, because it's not just the energy. I mean, you you know, you don't need to be together. It's the whole quantum physics thing. I, right. I mean, we you know, you can you can connect with them. Uh, you know, telepathically, and um, you can feel their energy. You know right. when they're sick. You know when they're having a bad day. You know right. when something didn't go right. You know when they're great. You know those right. sorts of things. Or, uh, or you 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 send them a message just out of the blue because you feel like sending it, and they were like, "Oh, it's the perfect timing. I really really needed to hear that or see that right now." Right. Or they knew that you were sending it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they picked the phone up because they knew. Yeah. Something yeah, that kind of stuff. So. Um, so I'm I'm curious, you know, at the beginning of the show, uh, a little bit earlier, you talked about sort of the today, you know, the eight eight lines gate uh, opening. Um, in the book, you talk a little bit about uh, some numbers, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number synchronicity, I think, is becoming sort of popular now. Right. But uh, this did happen to me this uh, and um i think it happens to a lot of people i mean there was one point in my journey where i i remember one day saying to myself and i laughing about it you know saying i don't even want to go outside and get in my car because i'm just going to be bombarded with numbers all day long you know <laughs> and uh and even yesterday uh i had quite a distance to drive and and it was happening to me yesterday too so um what kind of numbers were showing up for you Yesterday it was eight eight. It was eight eight eight. Actually, come to think of it, it was triple eight and two two two. Yeah, and, um, and and so, what kind of significance do you think there is to like seeing you know these repetitive numbers like yeah like two 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 eleven eleven is a big one. Uh, yeah, ten ten. Uh, you know what for you do you feel is the significant of seeing these these number patterns? Well. Uh, um, they say 1111 is the awakening code. Mm. I know this is really funny. My uh, my twin actually got a tattoo of 1111. Um, <laughs> and when I asked him why, he said, because I just saw it all the time. And it was driving me crazy. <laughs> I thought, I'll just get a tattoo of it. But he wasn't aware that it was an awakening code, you know. So I just uh. I, I just think that's kind of funny. And I know that each of the each each number has a meaning. You can look them up. Um Joanne scribes angel angel numbers. I, I I prefer to read those definitions. I can never keep them all straight, but um, I know that each one has some sort of meaning. And you know, one time I was walking through uh, the park, going to the coffee shop, and well, this number kept. 
I, I kept having this 555 all morning, and I, and I, I said, okay, when I get there, I'm going to look it up. And I sat down and forgot about it. I was sitting outside, and, um, <laughs> and about a minute later, this little bee came and buzzed right in front of me between my eyes and communicated to me, look up 555, and then it flew away. And these are the kind of amazing things that happen to you when you allow in the experience. Right. You know, when you when you start tapping into your own like creative life force energy inside of you and where does that energy come from, right? It right. comes from the universe, from the cosmos. It's it's abundant. It's everywhere, but we we don't know it's there until we start studying it sort of um to be present but, to it. Yeah, being present. And you know, we believe in radio waves and satellite waves and all of that. We can't see those. Right. So why not believe in, in other things too? <laughs> right, in spiritual waves, right? So, uh, uh, over your your life and 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 writing this book and and experiencing what you've experienced, how would you say it's it's helped you? How has it supported you in in your life? Because it sounds like uh, there was a lot of challenges too. Could you repeat what you asked? Uh, you're breaking up, but uh, I'm sorry. I, I asked um, how has how has this uh, path? How has it supported you? Because it sounds like there was a lot of challenges in this path for you as well. Um, writing the book did support me. Actually, it was it was a great process for me because um, there's you know the book is raw and. Uh, I don't hold back the pain and that process of writing about the pain was just transformative for me. Ah, it was, uh, yeah, I see. And, um, how long did it take you to write the book? Well, it really, I, I have been journaling my own journey for many years. Um, even before this, like for, for years since I was a kid. So writing is an, an unknown process to me, but I didn't know I was writing a book uh-huh. um, until it, you know, this title popped in my head. I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool title for a book, the title of the book, Musings on Weirdness. And, um, and I started, just it just kind of came out of me. Mm. And it didn't take very long, maybe... Um, Maybe four or five months. Oh wow! So it was pretty quick, huh? Yeah. And, and so, and what, I am um, writing a second book, and that one also was pretty fast. Ah, okay, um, cool. That was that was. Uh, that, I was going to save that question for the next segment, but um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so just uh, before we get there, uh, what since your book? When did your book come out? It came out earlier this year came out um, a year ago, May. A year ago, May. And so what kind of reaction have you gotten from the book? What, what have people said about the book? Oh, I've gotten a fantastic reaction. I mean, everybody who reads it, I don't know that everybody loves it. I have gotten amazing reviews about people who are just overjoyed. And, and the, you know, that journey of Annie and Alex really parallels their own Mm. but i what i do know about the book that other people have said as well is that you don't when you're finished with it you're not the same person you were when you started it Ah. so it's transformative 
Ah, awesome, awesome, cool, cool. All right, yeah. um, it, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. So everybody, please stay tuned. We've been speaking with Piper Willoughby. Uh, you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Piper Willoughby, author of the book Musings on Weirdness and Love and Meditation. Um, why in love and meditation? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> the meditation is because um, my own personal experience, you know, was weird. I mean, I started connecting with... Um, extraterrestrials and, and, you know, higher dimensional beings that prior to that, I didn't even believe in. Okay. Uh. So, um, and my higher self and, uh, you know, other people and, and, uh, weirdness. Yeah. The love, I think it's because, you know, it is a, that was also, uh, the impact that relationship had, on me was not anything that I ever knew could exist. So to me, it was weird. Like, it's weird. Why am I having this experience? I don't know anybody else who's having this, you know, why is this, you know, (laughs) this isn't normal. It's weird. So, so, um, and I do want to get to 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 what your your the your your second book, the next book you're working on or or, or wrote. Um, but before we do, I just want to ask: um, a, a lot of this journey is about self love, isn't it? It's about learning to love and accept ourselves more. Is is that what you found? And 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 how difficult is that? I well, it's an ongoing process, and uh, I don't think it's that difficult. But it's a practice, mm. and it's an awareness. 
um, I think it, I think a lot of it depends on you know how how much trauma we're walking away from <laughs> from our past. Like let's face it, we all had some. Um, so it, it for me like. I didn't really even ever consider loving myself much other than to say, you know, the typical things women say, oh, I'm going to go get my nails done because I'm, or, you know, go buy some new clothes or that kind of stuff is not, it's nice to do for yourself, but that's not the kind of self-love I think you and I are talking about. It's, right. it's really getting to know your inner being, your soul, you know, the essence of who you are. Right, and accepting it and accepting yourself for all the flaws, for all the mistakes you've made, really accepting and, and loving ourselves regardless of what we've done. Absolutely. And that's, that's hard to come to, to um, you know, straight away, so right. it does take time. It is a process. Right. But it's such an awesome process because yeah. being able to accept even... The, all the aspects of you that you really loathe help you change those things about yourself and as you become more aware of them, you know? So it's really about self-analysis. Mm. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. So so you said you wrote a, a, another book. Do you have a title for it yet? No. No, okay. <laughs> what, what, what? Only as of yesterday because I think I'm changing it. Or I'm ah. But, um, okay. So, what, so what's the second book about? It is, uh, it, uh, it's, it's Alex and Annie's ongoing journey. Ah. Yeah. So and most of the book's focus is um, truly on the healing. Yeah. Mm, on the healing aspect. So do, do Alex and Annie end up getting back together? Or getting together, I should say? Well, I guess you'll just have to read the book. Right. I guess we're going to have to have you back on after the book, the second, the next book comes out. Um, uh, how has uh, this this endeavor into this this whole twin flame community and and sort of the spiritual path? How has it affected your your personal life, your, your relationships with your family, your friends, your career? How have things changed for you since you've really dove deep into this? My life has changed almost 180 degrees. Mm. <laughs> it's absolutely um, amazing. Um, I'm definitely in more in the present moment, more in the flow of my life. I'm so happy. I feel mm. fulfilled and abundant almost constantly. Even when uh. things I'm faced with are really painful and I just do not feel I have the energy to even look at this again, I'm thankful that it's there to teach me. And, uh, um, it's amazing. You know, now I can't, I, I, I don't, I know it's not, there are certainly things that I'm still fearful of pursuing, you know, and that's, and then, and then I have to now question, well, where's the fear coming from, you know, and what's stopping me, that sort of thing. And, and, uh, but like in terms of with family, I mean, I can't, them you know because none of nobody gets me so Mm. um that's sort of been challenging finding a spiritual community within outside of sort of my own community you know and and that's where social media is fantastic 
It really is. Right, right. And so that was going to be kind of my next question. So have you found that, that, that uh, spiritual family that you've been looking for? I have, in fact. And, and, and I, do, I do also think, you know, for uh, several years, I sort of just only focused on the spiritual aspect of my life and really was not grounded in the reality around me I, and until I realized that I was running from it. Um, uh, and, and being grounded is important, isn't it? I mean, it, it is. And being able to function in society is important. Yeah. You know, I kind of isolated myself and would only hang out with spiritual people. And um, that's not how we help the world wake up, you know? Right. <laughs> and yeah, it is very important. Right. As I heard, uh, as my mentor once said to me, that uh, in order for the branches of a tree to grow tall, the roots have to be deep. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very true. So uh, do you have a sense of when your your next book is going to come out, when it's going to publish? Uh, probably not till early next year, 2020. Okay. Probably well, looking at February. Twenty twenty. excited about that. 2020 is a good number, um, right? Yeah. You, Sam? Uh, yeah, I said 2020 is a good number, right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be such a powerful <laughs> Oops, lost you there. I know. I did briefly touch on this. I don't know how much you know about eight eight, the Lions Gate, um, or I. I'm not eight eight is the date. It's called the Lions Gate because we're in the sign of Leo, and right. Leo's represented by the lion. And um, I don't know a lot about it, but I, I do know that it's the energy is strongly supporting us for what we're here to go after. You know, it's it's. It's like fully activating our soul's embodiment, I right. think, more fully than, you know, than it, normal times when we don't have these energies coming in. And that does sound a little woo-woo. And I don't know any really much more than that about it. Well, but are you familiar with the Schumann Resonance? Oh, yes. The Schumann Resonance of the Planet. Yeah. And just uh, on the note on the 888 or the Lionsgate 88, my friend Julian Michael, who's been on my show many times, is a numerologist. Eight, if you look at it sideways, is the infinity sign. So it's the sign of abundance and, uh, and, and fulfillment and, um, uh, you know, sort of a, uh, the, the physical manifestation of our heart's desire. Um, right. the, the Schumann Resonance is that, that energetic field that surrounds the planet that um, is what allows life to exist in some ways. Right. And I think they said, I think the standard resonance of it is 7.83 hertz. Right. Um, and it spikes. And um, I remember looking into it when I was writing that the book, and I think the highest it had ever gone was about 40. And now it's going up over 100. And that's the sort of energy I'm talking about. There is scientific evidence that this energy, cosmic energy, is hitting our planet right. more strongly. Right. So uh, sometimes, it, and if you are already at a higher vibration, you're going to feel even uh, a, a greater sense of your heart expanding. You're going to feel uh, more alive and, and in love with all that is. But I think if you're sort of not there then you're going to feel more frustrated and more anxious and more upset and you know sort of i think 
the craziness on the planet is a reflection of this energy coming in. That's right. what I was. Yeah, it, it's, uh, and that's why we've been since 2012, uh, uh, 2012, and even before, we've been bombarded with lots and lots of solar flares. Um, sometimes the sun is a little quieter. Sometimes it's a little more active. But uh, uh, it's always interesting if I see conversations online of people asking, oh, I'm feeling a lot of this and that. Are other people doing it? And when a lot of people chime in and then eventually someone says, yeah, the, there was a solar flare that just hit the earth yesterday. <laughs> and, it, and, and that affects the Schumann residence and that affects the electromagnetic field of the earth. And, and as the electromagnetic field uh, bends, uh, more cosmic radiation comes into the planet and that affects us on a consciousness level at the very least, even if not a physical level. So, 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 so cool. Such a, such a cool explanation. I, I'm such a non-sciencey person and I love hearing <laughs> it spelled out so simply. Yeah. yeah it's, it's awesome. Yes. Well, it's Piper, cool. it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to call in and, and be a guest. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. And her book again is Musings on Weirdness in Love and Meditation, available at Amazon. Uh, it's published by Balboa Press um, and available everywhere. And uh, thank you, uh, Piper. And uh, yeah, you'll let me know uh, when you ha- when your next book comes out next year and we'll, we'll try and get you on the show again, okay? I will indeed, Sam. Thank you. Okay, thank have you. A, have a blessed and abundant day. Thank you. Bye. You you do the same. Bye bye. And uh, just uh, I noticed I didn't get a chance to say hi to some of my Facebook friends who came on. Patty, loyal listener, thank you so much. Sharon, Jonathan, uh, 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 Lenny, and Noreen, fellow Talk Radio NYC host. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, everyone, whether you're listening on the Facebook Live, on Talk Radio NYC, on the podcast, which is available on on Apple Podcasts, on on Spotify, on on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. Um, if you're listening to me, please like leave a review, You know, share this with your friends. Don't give me the best kept secret in New York City. Uh, share and let everyone know. Uh, next week we have another great guest who will actually be in studio. So you really want to tune in next week. It's going to be an excellent, excellent show talking about boundaries. Very important topic. So thank you all for tuning in and we will talk to you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media, my guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. 
Fridays 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 